Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Dice of the World, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where it's the hard questions like, what modern snacks would kill a Galarian commoner? Before Wilco? Um, <laughs> like, before they had to take out no. the energy tree? See, the thing is, okay, you must remember. Mm-hmm. Like, these, this isn't a medieval peasant, right? No, it's just like a regular, like, person on Galarian, right? Well, no, 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 it's the, yeah, well, they're a commoner, right? Yeah, so, so you person. have peasant status. But a medieval peasant from our world has no access. They have, like, sop and milk. I but mean, to a, be a, fair, I think... A Galarian they... commoner would probably have had a potion at some point. They've got, so that's, they, that's... They, they've got fucking pesh. I don't think anything is going to kill them. Um... That being said, do you think... I think some Cheetos, like flaming Spicy Hot Cheetos, could do the trick. I don't think so. I don't know, actually. I think I think you're onto something. I don't think you're right with that one, but I think you're onto I something. Um, yeah, maybe, it, it just has to be more may, than no, just what it would take to kill a person. I think that it would kill a Talbot. Yeah, that would kill a oh, Talbot. Yeah. Probably. You, you're so right. Some fucking douchebag like Lord uh, Bertravald's uh, McGregor the Seventh would be like, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I will have one of these strange corn chips. <laughs> and he'd die right but, there. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, but like I know some dude from the River Kingdoms, he's not gonna care. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. The people living in the River Kingdoms have invented it. I'm sure. I'm almost certain that you joked that they did. Like I'm, I'm literally, I, 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 I think I Honestly, remember you doing that. That feels like something I would have said in the King's yeah, ear. You'd say that. Probably. Uh, now, I'm trying to think of food that could kill someone that's not spicy food. Obviously, like a wait, fucking I know. warhead would like. Fucking... I know. I think the thing is, is that wait, we'll go ahead. Arsenic. That's not Bro. food. That isn't I'm a snack. Dairy. That. That when would kill you anyone. Just that would eat kill me. Arsenic. I would die. I would die if I ate arsenic. I'm not fucking from Galarian. You would die if you ate arsenic, you dumb motherfucker. Well, who's out here just eating arsenic? Talking to you makes Casually. me feel stupider. <laughs> would would we like to play some Pathfinder? Please. <sighs> um. Okay, so jokes and goofs ahead as we uh, are about to enter one hell of a fucking episode, fellas. Um. So previously in Extinction Curse, the Wandering Tree arrived at the Verdant Beacon, the, the throne of the god Aradin. 
um, up on top of the Weeping Grandfather Mountain. We go in, Volga got turned into a fucking Aeon. Uh, a much stronger Aeon was like, not cool, bro. Uh, you had some talk with him, he gave you all some powerful museum item stuff. Um, turned Volio into a not Aeon. And Ariato entered a room only to find her mother. Yay. We. And I think, events. literally, we're just gonna drop in with that. <laughs> like, we are gonna... We've got a lot in store this episode. We're going in with that. Are we all ready? Mm-hmm. As ready okay. as I'll ever be. <laughs> so. Let's set the scene. You don't think Arden really ever held many mortal guests in this tower. You don't think you really held many guests in general. If anything, this whole tower feels like a monument to himself. Certainly he probably had visitors sometimes, but not the kind who would stay for very long. And nonetheless, he built a lounge. One that you are all standing in now. A fireplace crackles warmly to the west. There are sofas and chairs around a coffee table. And to the north, in a particularly comfortable armchair, is the mother of Ariatobati. She isn't exactly how you imagined her to appear. She's a woman with dark brown hair, tan skin. Honestly, she doesn't look as much like you, Ariato, as I think you might have imagined. There isn't the same familial resemblance that you might have thought was there. But then again, Kimaleki didn't look enough like you to immediately spark any alarm bells. No, the thing that really you weren't expecting, though, was that she's smiling pleasantly. And she's offering you a cup of tea and asking you all to speak with her. She gestures at the chairs in front of her and says, Well, go ahead. You may be seated, my friends. I believe we have much to discuss. Uh, kind of like, Volio leans down to Ariato and Royari and he's like, are we just going to sit sit down and actually talk to her? What are we doing here? Ariato? How is Ariato? Oh, oh, she does not have a readable expression on her face whatsoever. Um, she is staring this woman's just stone cold, completely no emotion whatsoever. And I think without another word, she just goes to the chair and sits down and just waits expectantly, just waits for her to talk. She's not going to initiate the conversation. She's just going to wait. There you are, my dear. Can I interest you in some tea? It's not poisoned, don't worry. I'm not that backhanded. 
I'll take that as a yes. Uh, one sugar, two? Boys, do either of you know how she takes her tea? Oh, call me a woman. Uh, I don't know that she likes very... Does she like tea? I'll just give you two. You seem like a two uh, sugars kind of girl, don't you, Ariato? Here you are. She kind of puts it in your hands. <laughs> you two boys, you can sit down as well. Well, boy and woman, is that what you said you wanted? Oh, uh, I'm being contrarian. Whatever. <laughs> well, whatever you would like. I'm sure I don't need introductions precisely, do I? No. And yet all this time you don't know what to call me, I assume. Talkative bunch, are we? <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Certainly, yes. That's why I prompted it. Mother Kindly. Matriarch of the Coven of Hollow Eyes. It is a pleasure to finally meet you all face to face. And I do mean that genuinely, Ariato. You know, I really was quite surprised and, to be honest, quite relieved when I heard that you took out my sister, Skarja. She always was a greedy old thing, and honestly, she was a drain on this coven. She was too obsessed with bloodshed and hurting people and goodness. You did a good thing by taking her out of this world, I can tell you that much. Nasty business with that abyssal plague. I hope she wasn't too much for you all. Well, I suppose not, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Huh. Yeah, I guess. So that wasn't you. Oh, goodness, no. I mean, yes, but not entirely. Scarcher let me know that you were around, Ariato, and... Well, I'll be real. I haven't exactly been counting how many daughters are out there still. There could be two or three. There could be a dozen. I haven't really kept track, I'll be honest. But you kept track of dear Ariato. No, I I found out about her when Skarsha found out about her. She could smell my influence off the young woman. I do like creating my children in such a way that they're recognizable to me. Oh, there is a chill going down Ariato's spine. Her, she, her... She's trying so hard not to ball her fist. She's just she's just staying still. Would either of you like a cup of tea, Royari? Is that your name, Royari? Yes, I don't need any tea. Thank you. And Bimbo Bottom Test. I only know your name from the posters. I'm afraid. Yes, it's my name. Um. <gasps> sure, oh, I'll take tea. Five sugar cubes, please. I've, my, my, I suppose I can't say I'm surprised. You are quite an interesting bunch. And, like, as she, like, puts down the tea, she, like, puts the lantern on the table. 
this lantern, which Ariato, you are fully aware, contains your father's soul. And it kind of flickers this grim golden light over you all. As she kind of sits down on the same couch as you, Ariato, not next to you, there is still like some space, it's a fairly large couch, but on the same couch as you. She takes a sip of the tea. So, I suppose we should talk business. Do you have questions? I'm sh- I could. I don't know how much you know about my operation, as it were. You're planning so, on selling souls or something? Oh, naturally. You. You don't really know how night hag covens work. I assume if that's the first thing you're jumping to. I. I mean, I. I don't really know much about night hags. I. I work in the circus. They're not familiar. Well, I can explain, I suppose. Consider us fishermen. And our preferred haunting is the River of Souls. When someone dies in this world, they leave behind their corpse, and their true essence swims out through a river in the Bonia making their way towards the judgment halls of Erasma, where that soul, once is fished out of the river by the psychopomps, will be judged and sent to the appropriate afterlife, where they will remain a petitioner forever. If an evil person was truly righteous in their evilness, and they were under the worship of Asmodeus, for example, the petition, they might be judged as having done their work well, and join the chorus of the damned as they have always uh, intended to. Meanwhile, if someone had led a truly virtuous life, they would go to the gates of heaven, up on that mountain that reaches infinitely into the sky. We are fishermen, and we fish up souls. Now, We don't have them judged or anything, no. To be quite frank, we sell them. And whosoever shall purchase them, it is up to them what they do. But oftentimes, yes, that will include some unsavory folks. Devils who are way behind on their deals, as it were. (laughs) A little joke about a fiddler I met once. And, um... Perhaps a daemon who is truly hungry to consume a soul and end it once and for all. Or even other night hags who just wish to have something to experiment on. Deep Mount Everhunger. What he plans on doing will eradicate the Isle of Cortos. Now I can't say that's a good thing or a bad thing. But it's not something I can stop. It is something I can profit off. The Coven of Hollow Eyes are fully aware that this is a tragic, tragic thing to happen indeed. But what would you have us do? They're such powerful demon uh, wielders, you know. If we said no to their face, well... 
We wouldn't lose the fight, certainly, but it would be an inconvenience. And when the other option is give them information from souls we have secured, she says, nudging the um, little lantern again, who's seen the things they wish to see and know the things they wish to know, they pay us for that, and when their plan goes off and they end the Isle of Cortos, tragedy that it is, well then that's quite a lot of people going down the River of Souls all at once, you know. And we, as fishermen, we can only fish up one or two before we are noticed. We must be careful. But if a whole flood came, why? I don't think the psychopomps would notice if a hundred thousand of them went missing. That is our goal. To make money. A little bit of extra pocket change. For I'm sure you all know in your business, circus folk surely know that every little coin helps. That, that will feed a daughter of mine for a month. That will teach another daughter how to reach her true potential. We don't condone what's happening. We merely profit off it. And I hope that's something you can all understand, is that we are not the villains here. We're just... Enabling. If you'd like to put it that way, I'd like to say... <sighs> well, I suppose if the lantern weren't part of this, then yes, it would just be observant, but we are enabling a little bit, but... I'm not the one pulling the trigger, as it were. The wheels are already set in motion, and it would be in motion with us anyway, without us anyway. We, this is just a way that stands to make us the most coin. And with that coin, the Covenant of Hollow Eyes can overtake its rivals on all planes, not just this one, and truly become something incredible. Ariato, don't you want to be incredible? I know you do. I've watched from afar. And she kind of pulls into her pocket and she pulls out a fucking crystal ball. <clears throat> I've kept an eye on you. Once Skarja was taken out, I had to. You show so much promise, and yet at the same time, my dear, you hate yourself so much. You feel that you're weak. You feel that you'll never be able to be the best version of yourself. You feel like a mongrel, and that truly is a tragedy. But you don't have to be. You, I will have you know, and I mean no offense to you two boys there, you are the strongest person in this room by me. You could be immortal. Forever young and beautiful like you are now. You wouldn't age and become wrinkled. You'd have more money than you ever needed. No more living in squalor. Fighting to get a new ribbon for your hair. Fighting for your next meal. Ariato, you would be richer than the richest queen of Cheliacs. 
Now I know certainly you might think that that doesn't sound appealing to you. It doesn't have to, but I just asked that you think about it. I'll be honest, at this point I don't know if you can save the Isle of Quarters, so perhaps that river will come one way or another. But I just ask you to consider, do you want that? To grow old and wrinkled and ugly? To live like a dog for the rest of your years? To never see your own family? Because you never had one as a child. You had to settle for circus freaks and that wicked cat woman. But you could have everything you'd ever dreamed of. All you have to do is not go up that next floor. And I could change things for you. I could make things like you'd always dreamed of them, dearest. And I think with that, Ariado laughs under her breath. And she gets up from her seat. You might have seen me through the crystal ball. But you don't know anything about me. Not even the slightest thing. Yeah, I did hate myself for a while because of what you made me. But actually, I want to thank you. Because, yeah, the powers you gave me when I was a small child, a small experiment, actually made me a lot stronger than I would have. And I didn't learn that because I had you or my family and something that she just puts in quotes. Yeah, your blood. But that doesn't mean that I see you as my mother. My family is right here. And she gestures to Volio and Rayari. She takes a step towards um, her actual family. Oh. And she stands right next to them, fully looking at her with her, he- with her head held high. <laughs> One second, my mic is doing it. What the hell? Hang on. You're okay. I think Mother kindly just looks a little disappointed when you say that and she puts down her tea and says now honestly Ariato, what do you have to win from all of this what's going to happen when you go up there even if you manage to stop everything and the Isle of Cortos kept going on what would that really get you a few more years in the circus, but once your beauty leaves you at age, what then? Do you think people will once see a wrinkled, ugly, disgusting old woman? No. 
They want you as you are, Arietta. And the only way you can have that forever is me. The thing is... I don't care about being young. I don't care about... Staying beautiful. I care about having a fulfilling life. A life that I live by my choice. And something that I enjoyed. I won't enjoy eternity. I'm not going to enjoy seeing all of my family and friends die right before me. Just so I could stay pretty. It's not about being beautiful, Ariato. It's about being perfect. Because you know you're not. You've known since you were a child that you're not. Those whispers you've told your friends about to Royari and Bimbo here, those whispers you've told them about worrying that you're not perfect, that you're a mongrel, a bastardization of demons and hags, they're all true, you know. I could fix that, but you'd rather waste it on these people you don't even know. No. It's not that I didn't think I was perfect. I don't give a shit about being perfect. Nothing is perfect. I said that because I just wanted to be normal. I wanted to be a human girl from Tian. I just was adopted by the circus from happenstance. Not because you or one of your sisters dropped me there. I didn't crave perfection. I craved normalcy. And you know what? I'm glad that I'm not normal. Because you're right. I am strong. In my own way. I wouldn't go as far as saying stronger than these two. Because they're also strong in their own way. Have you seen them? You said you've been looking through that crystal ball. I don't know what's been clouding your vision. I don't know what sort of thoughts you have about me or about the circus, my real family. But you're so wrong. This is what you're supposed to be, Ariato. You can't fight it. What? Because it's my destiny. Precisely. And if you've been looking through your crystal ball, you would see that destiny is something that I believe is something that I can take for myself, not some predetermined fate. Weaved together by you. Or by the gods. Or by anyone else. That's on my terms. And I'm going to take it on my terms. And my terms say... I'm stopping the Zulgath, and I'm gonna go back to Absalom with these two and live happily. Let me tell you a story, little girl. Oh my god. She picks up the lantern. This is your father, isn't it? Yeah. Would you like to know something about your father and I? Other than the fact that you two bones, I... 
<laughs> what? <laughs> oh my no, god! No, precisely that. No, I never goddamn met your father. You don't know the first fucking thing about night hags, do you, pathetic little bitch? Let me tell you something. Oh. We don't breed. Your mother was an ashen hag. Oh my god, you steal children? That's how this works. I stole you from the womb of another hag. Oh my I couldn't god. give less of a shit about you or any of these other ones until you bend to do what you are born to do. And that is serve me. And if you are so unwilling to do that for me, to do the thing you were literally stolen from to do, then let me tell you something. Your will doesn't matter. What you want, what you think doesn't matter. Because ultimately, truer for me than it is for any other hand. And as she kind of, like, leans forward, you can see that her... She's starting to age before you. There are, like, wrinkles crawling down her cheeks. Her teeth are starting to, like, yellow and rot. She leans forward and she says, You belong to me because I took you. I chose you. And I let you grow up in a world in hopes that you would understand that maybe... The thing you were always meant to be was better by showing you the injustices and cruelties of the world by letting you fend for yourself. But if you're unwilling to go to the first person who will truly accept you, not put up with you like these two, not pretend to not think that you are disgusting, she says as like horns start to pull out of her head and curl as her fingers grow long and gnarly, then let me tell you, I'm not going to let your stupid little ideals and your innocent little concept of individuality get in the way of me making more platinum than a small fucking country. Do you understand? I will get the assets I want, she says, picking up your father's lantern. As I always have done. I will get the assets I want, I will get what I need, and that means you too. If you will not conform to become a night hag the way I wish you to, if you will not come with your sisters and instead lay them to waste like hounds on a battlefield, then I will take you myself! and rip your throat and heal it and rip your throat and heal it over and over again until you are finally willing to do as Mother tells you. And Mother kind of like kind of stands up and you can see she is not that middle-aged woman. No, indeed, she is the image of a night hag. She stands at about seven feet tall. Her skin is ashen gray, her fingers long like branches. Her teeth jut out forward from her mouth. Her eyes like white as ice. Black horns curl from her head. As she stands, she raises a finger and says, Girls, didn't you hear that? She doesn't want to come of her own volition. You will change that, won't you? You'll make her come whether she cares to or not, and you'll slit her friend's throat so she can understand 
what it means to have a family. Not some strangers who picked her up and found her tolerable because of her strengths. Someone who chose to bring you into existence. And stepping out of the shadows come about four of your sisters, Ariato. Not just changelings, but night hags. Oh. Mother Kindly's chosen girls. Mm. And they kind of like chuckle and cackle. And Mother Kindly raises a finger and says, You're going to regret ever leaving that circus, girl. And fellas, I'd like you all to roll initiative. No. <laughs> I'm nothing if not consistent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 29. I might not get to go first, but you know what? I don't have to worry about only having two actions. Thirty-seven. Oh, that is a high one. So top of the order is unfortunately not Ariato. It will be, in fact, Mother Kindly. And Mother Kindly stands snarling as she points at you, and she says, "I don't know why I even bothered, but how about this girl?" You want to know how much I've been keeping an eye on you? Does this taste familiar? And she raises a hand and it starts like glowing a weird green. A green that you recognize. That's the color of Blightburn. So she's casting Blightburn Blast on you to start. Um, That is going to be a 14 save from everyone because you are all in a nice little cone. 35. Okay. 42. 42, okay. And Royari? 34. Okay. Royari and Volio? Well, Royari and Volio, that is a crit fail for both of you. Okay. Um, Volio, because you have a Juggernaut, that is just, you're going to take half damage anyway, but you're still affected by other crit failed stuff. Mm-hmm. Ariato, you succeed. You don't crit fail. Okay. So, uh, that is going to be... Uh, 46 damage. Uh, so that's gonna be 16 damage to you, Ariato, and then uh, 32 damage to Royari, and then just 16 to Volio as well. Alright. However, um, both Ariato, all, all of you are afflicted by Blight Burn Sickness. Didn't I have an item that kept me from getting that or something like that? Like, are I'm fairly certain it? that I. Would I have taken, like, I don't think that I ever specified that I took it off. What was it? Uh, the, uh, Blightburn Ward, yeah. Do you, are you still wearing it? I mean, not to be like, well, uh, but Rayari does like accessories. You know what? If it looks cute. If it had been, it is, like, a a horrible fly monster, I will say. Well, Rayari... If it had been Ariato or Volio, I would have said, you probably are still wearing it. It's Royari Sensor Nights. You're probably wearing it. So uh, you are not affected by Blightburn Sickness. However, Volio, uh, you are drained one and sickened one. Okay. So I voted those to your sheets. Ariato, you are just drained one. Okay. Did As, I take any uh, damage? Uh, yes, you did still take 32 damage. Okay, thank you. Uh, you both feel this, like, uh, radiation, like, course through you. Uh, it is vindicative that she started off with that. Oh, God. 
Am I still encumbered? Uh, yes, you are. While you're holding your massive fucking uh, thing, you are. Fuck. Sorry, bud. Fuck you. Uh, she is then going to spend an action to uh, kind of like move and skitter behind the um, the canopy. Uh, so she now is benefiting from lesser cover to end of your spells. So bear that in mind. If you want to hit her good, you have to move slightly. Uh, Ariato Bati, it is your turn. Uh, your sisters are flanking you from all sides, coming out of the shadows towards you, uh, cackling and licking their jagged teats. Uh, and Mother Kindly is standing behind the sofa. What do you do? Vision of weakness. Okay. Her curse Vision is of weakness. Fire bursts from your eyes, Ariato, as you start seeing the apocalypse. The place where you were conceived to not this woman, but another woman you were stolen from, adding just further insult to the injury. However, you stare into the soul of this night hag, and what you can tell about uh, night hags, you fought them before, but just as a reminder, uh, they're weak to cold iron. They are immune to sleep, and they are resistant to mental damage. Uh, however, on top of that, uh, you are aware that a Mother Kindly specifically, her lowest save is her fortitude by a significant margin. Although, do be aware, uh, she does have a, a plus two save to all saves against magic. Okay. But her fortitude is still by far her lowest. Okay. I'm very afraid. I'll save that for right now. I'm so afraid. Just save it. Oh, she's gonna start with a slight big gun just to just to prove how much she just does not like this woman. <laughs> I will need a fortitude save. Okay. And I'm going to attack roll. Um, if you're gonna hit her, you need to make me a um, flat check to see if you can hit her behind her cover. So just roll me a d20. Well, I rolled an 11, so... <laughs> okay, sweet! Okay, that's a hit! Does a 47 hit. You motherfucker, that is literally just her AC. She's this wickedly powerful thing, and you... You're fucking luck! Oh my god! Yes, that's a hit. And she has to make a fortitude save? And she has to make a fortitude save. Uh, okay. That is gonna be a 38. That... Does save... Okay, what's the spell? But it's not a critical hit. Uh, I didn't do a crit. So... Alright, yeah, it's Disintegrate. Okay, Ariato, a beam of green light flies from your hand directly into Mother Kindly. How much damage is that? That's 86 damage. Hey, oh, That's a high fucking roll! Um, sure, okay! Um, that is well above average, my god. Um, this beam hits her in the shoulder and she snarls, still like clutching that lantern. And she says, is this really what you want, girl? To just waste your time fighting for strangers? Ha! You make me sad! Says the woman who, yes, did make me what I am today. But only saw <laughs> me through a crystal ball. Didn't even dare to show her face. Didn't even once want to say hi until now. Didn't even look at me once. 
I'd like to imagine you're saying this as there's like green mist floating off your hand after firing the attack. Take a hero point. That's sexy as fuck. Who's the real stranger? Okay. That's good, that's good, that's good. Oh my god. You're on fire today, holy shit. Uh, you can't see uh, the entire room, but that's fine. You're focusing her. Now, it is time for your sisters, Ariato. Um, the night hags kind of like crawl out from the shadows, grinning and snarling. Uh, you kind of hear them going, <laughs> Little Miss Perfect, hmm? Think she's too good for us. Uh, and this one comes up from right behind you. And uh, she is going to just uh, drag her um, claws down your back. And that is going to be a 17 plus 33. That is a 50 to hit. Please and thank you. I believe that's a crit. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, well, Ariado, you are going to take double of... Oh, shit. Ariado, that's 100 damage. Mm. As... Claws just rake down your back hard enough to, like, almost expose spine. And your sister kind of, like, laughs as she, like, brings her other hand around your, like, uh, front and says, Stay here with me, sister! We've got so much we want to catch up on! Uh, And she is going to make an athletics check to try to grapple you. Uh, Well, I rolled a fuck me on my uh, fuck you dice. That's a nat one. So uh, I'm actually going to say you can immediately make a move action. How uh, how far is the move action? Up to your speed. I see. All right. She's going to do a. She's going to do a little twirl right behind her. Oh! <laughs> so she tries. Like she slashes you. She tries to grab you, and you duck backwards under her arm, like fucking doing like a back tumble. And she turns. What are you doing there? Uh, you've completely caught her off guard. Yep. <laughs> she's gonna grab the scruff of her neck and go. What? Surprised. Uh, and as you were saying that, another one is uh, looking at you, and she starts like, she's like, stares and grins, and she starts like, hold up her hands, and she starts to chant, and uh, whatever she's singing, it seems to be some sort of spell. Uh, you are going to need to make me a... Oh, dear. Uh, you see that it's not coming from her. Ariato, do you remember what a tree, uh, a um, heartstone is? Vaguely. All night hags store their powers in a little gemstone on their chest, and it gives them extra spells. This one is glowing, and they're about to cast Shadow Blast on you. Uh, you need to make me a reflex save, please. As uh, this sister is blasting a uh, what appears to be a uh, line of acid. 45. A 45 is going to be a critical success, Ariato. As she blasts this spell at you, you duck out of the way as it, like, sears over your shoulder into the wall on the other side. She snarls and she's just going to take another action to get right up to you. This other one is uh, going to also cast a Shadow Blast, but this one, like, down in the corner, she is casting at Royari and says, Come on now! You, we don't need imposters pretending to be our sister's family. Um, Royari, that's a will save, please. Actually, Royari and Volio, that's going to be a will save. 33. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. 46. Okay. 
Uh, Royari, that is a critical success. Uh, Volio, that is just a failure, not a critical failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the feeling that these sisters are not on you guys' level. She conjures up uh, this, these shadowy knives and they fly through the air. Uh, and Royari, you just like, you believe you're faster than them. Like, I think that is just the way it is. You just straight up believe, I can dodge this, so you are not affected. Volio, however, you are going to take 5d8 slashing damage. Minus 7 because you are resistant to yes. everything. So that is going to be 32 damage minus 7. That is 25 damage. All right. Uh, and she's just going to spend her turn uh, kind of like snickering and sneezing uh, away. Uh, so she's on the other side of the table. Um, off in the corner, another one is going to blast one last shadow blast. Um, this time she is going to make it at Ariato. Ariato, make me a reflex save, please. 40. Okay, uh, that is going to pass, but you will take half damage as she conjures up this, like, these shadowy rocks and throws them at you. And that is going to be half 22. That's 11 bludgeoning damage as she pelts you with stones. Uh, her heartstone glowing as she takes a step back. That is her turn. Volio, it's your turn. Hello. How are you doing? Well, it's a lot to take in. He's definitely mad for Ariato. Um, but he's happy he has a new... A uh, person to cast a spell on. Volio's gonna take an action to take a sip of that tea, uh, real quick. And then with his, la- or with his last two actions, he's going to both rage and cast a spell on this one who's bothering Ariato. Yeah, the one who slashed her. Yeah, I would love to get a save from her. Uh, uh, what's I the think save? It's a will save. Uh, okay. Yeah, give me a will save. Uh, she does have a plus two on saves against magic, just so you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But a bad roll's a bad roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't suppose that a 36 passes? It does not pass. Whoa, maze be upon you. Oh shit. Hey, Volio, what happens? <laughs> Volio takes, takes a sip of his tea, raises a hand, and she fucking blinks out of existence into a maze. Forever. So this is a customized version of Banish that you and I workshop together. It's the one you weren't, didn't want to talk about. Yes. Uh, whoa, maze be upon you. It's functional to Banishment in every way, except what you see is the uh, your sister Ayata going, ah, and vanishing. And then from her point of view, she's like, where am I? What's going on? And she sees she's in a long corridor. And Volio's voice is going, oh, <laughs> welcome to my maze. You'll never escape my maze of mirrors. Um, so this is technically banishment, except she does have to, like, walk out of a fucking maze that happens to be on the plane she's in. So, she is gone, and uh, I will say, yeah, I will say, you're very lucky that when I was building her, I was like, she doesn't need to have dimension jumping stuff. There's not a lot of teleportation that happens in this place. (laughs) So, um, that was stupid of me, but you know what? She can't come back. One of her (laughs) sisters will have to come get her. You do remove her from the fight instantly. I do. Um, that's... You have, uh, one action left, I believe? If you... Yeah. I did take a sip of tea for fun. Are you counting uh, that as an action? No. <laughs> but I thought it would be funny, too. Yeah, he's just gonna move. Uh, okay. he, he kind of hops. Honestly, he doesn't really hop. Uh, have you ever seen, um... Uh, Singing in the Rain? Yeah? That one, that one scene where he's just like, uh, uh, uh make him laugh. Uh, he like kind of like falls over the back of the couch, uh, and okay. rolls a little bit, so he's closer to the other night hag. That's also bothering okay. Ariato. Okay, so you roll over a couch, and they're now looming behind the other uh, hag who was fighting Ariato. Cool. Yeah. 
All right, that's your turn. Royari, it's your turn. Yeah, I assume you really were holding your tongue earlier because you promised Ariato you would. How are you You fucking feeling? mythic bitch! <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you do? I have been holding my goddamn self back because I wanted to get Ariat to her moment, but it is my goddamn moment now! <laughs> pulls out, uh, Rayari pulls out uh, her um, her rapier. Uh, you, oh, is it the no, rapier No, not for rapier. The, 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 the one that's not a rapier, sorry. The fucking Cortos diamond? Yeah. I will be real, <laughs> I think you already had your Cortos diamond out because you were wielding it when you entered. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do? Then Rayari is going to. Uh, Rayari's gonna uh, tumble through diagonal turn. Okay, well, what I will say is that Rayari, you are sitting on a couch. There's a coffee table in front of you. There is another night hag next to the coffee table on the other side. There's another couch, and then that's where she is. So I think this is less of a tumble through and more of some sweet fucking flippery. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I just mean tumble through and that that's what the action is called. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, not, yeah. yeah. Well, roll me acrobatics. 38. Okay, a 38 gets you through that space. You already have panache, so I'm not going to like to say anything about it. But you are now standing right next to um, Bitch McGee here, uh, Mother Kindly. <laughs> she turns and snarls at you. Uh, briefly distracted but, uh, uh, from Ariato, she stares you down. What do you do? I am going to use a... Yeah, I'll use a finisher. Okay. And remember to take a look at what your... Uh, because there are some special things that your sword can do. I've marked them down when you attack. And what finish are you making? Lethal? Perfect? Mm, perfect. Just, I need to... I, just in case, because I haven't seen what are these like yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, what did you roll? I rolled a 49 twice. Well, you'll be happy to know that that would be a hit twice. 49 is a hit. So you are using the Kordos Diamond here, right? Yes. So uh, just to remind you what the Kordos Diamond can do to people like her... Uh, you can, once per round, whenever uh, you damage an aberration, which she isn't, you can do extra damage just to fuck her up. Okay. But she is an aberration, so it doesn't matter. On top of that, however, uh, once per day, if you attack a spellcaster, you can fill her with powerful disruptive energy, and uh, for one minute, she has to make a will save or she can't cast spells. Now you have to choose, do you want to use this on her, or do you want to save it for later? Mm, I'll risk it. I, I think that Rayari is just angry anyways. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll stop a caster from casting spells. Okay, so which damage are you going to do? First one or second one? Because you did perfect finisher and you did roll damage twice. Which damage are you going to do? I'll give you that much at least. Um, I'll do the, this is the first damage. Um, okay, so how much is that? 48 damage. Okay, very nice. Uh, and Royari, as you cleave into her... Um, your blade leaves this holy glow slashing across it, um, and she kind of wheezes in pain, stumbling back, and says, Ah! Who da- You think you know your daughter? In, in quotes. Do you know her favorite color, her favorite food? Do you know the things that make her cry? No, you don't. You are not her family. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bend now. Yeah, I'll let that be a bon mot, my friend. Uh, <laughs> I, I... Do you want me to roll? Yeah, diplomacy roll for that. Yeah, roll for diplomacy. That's a diplomacy roll. You are like it's it, technically it's more of an intimidation, but you've got Bunmo. I'll let it work. Fifty-three. Uh, fifty-three. Uh, that is going to be a success, which is difficult. She has a high will DC. 
Oh my god, yeah, you're fucking her up. Okay, so she's gonna have a minus two to her will saves and to her um, perception checks, right? Yeah. Okay, that minus two to will DC is gonna suck. Uh, she stumbles back snarling, and Royari, it is her turn. And I think she stares at you and says, Oh my, I'm going to have to teach you a lesson so that Ariata will learn. And uh, she's going to raise her hands and very foolishly for many reasons because she doesn't know what you're capable of, she's going to cast um, a spell in your face. So first Can off- she not cast a spell? So we're going to talk about that. First off, you get an uh, attack of opportunity. Aww. And the reason she's doing this is because she's never seen you be this fast before. Oh, that's true. 39. A 39 is not a hit, but it's not a crit's fail either. However, as she starts casting, she needs to make a will save and she's just got a Penalty to it. <laughs> Fuck it, right? Um, that is a 9 plus 39. That's a 48. Minus 2. That is a 47. Which does pass Cordos Diamond's DC this turn. Mm-hmm. So, but that... Any spell she casts during this entire time is going to have a chance of just fucking up. So... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Woof. That being said, the spell that she is going to cast right in your face, Royari, uh, she is going to cast... A spell that you have never seen before. In fact, all of you are going to make a will save against this. As she raises a hand. Yeah, 36. 33. And Ariato? 50. Okay, Ariato, you pass. Uh, Where are you fail? And Okay, you are completely unaffected by this, Ariato. Holy shit. Volio, you crit fail. And Royari, you fail. She is casting a spell you've never seen before. And I'm just going to tell the audience that's because this is an extremely rare spell. This is Hypnopompic Terror. She raises a hand and sends a wave of nightmarish visions crashing over all of you, leaving you paralyzed in fear. So uh, that is going to take... You're all going to take 6d12 damage. Royari and Volu, you are both frightened too. I'm frightened one, actually. <laughs> Thanks to your aura of courage, sure. But then you are going to be paralyzed for uh, two rounds. And you're going to take double of 6d12. You're really fucking me up with these. Yeah, she is not nice. You do. I will give you a save on your turn, though. Okay, that's 30 damage to Royari and 60 damage to Volio. Don't forget your resistance. That's true. You do yeah. resist that. Dude. Will, you'll have saves for the paralysis on your turn at the start. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, for the moment. that is This is terrifying. You can't move, you can't make reactions until then. She's going to bring a hand down on you, Rare, and she's going to try to slash you. And that is going to be 6 plus 41. That is 47. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be 46 plus 18 plus 1d10 evil damage. Okay. 40 damage, Royari. Okay. And she snarls in your face and says, You don't know a goddamn thing about me either. So, Rare, you are frozen in fear. You're not even able to respond to that. Holy shit. Ariado, it is your turn. Your mother is hurting your friends. There is a night hag right up next to you. What the fuck do you do? So I have a feeling that they don't have anything to do with uh, divine spells. Mm, I think you know enough about night hags to know that they are cult spells. Yep. All right. Oh. 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 I think she doesn't even care how hurt she is right now. An idea springs to her head. And she looks at her and goes, You want to see perfection? To the eyes of both my goddesses, I'm fine just the way I am. You want proof? Oh god. Avatar. 
Oh shit! So Ariato, no, Luna, dearest, tell us about Avatar. <laughs> you transform into an avatar of your deity, assuming a huge battle form. You must, uh, do I have space here? I'm sure I have space here. This is you absolutely have space. This is a massive fucking room. All right. Thanks, Aridin. Thanks for the one thing that you can give me. <laughs> <laughs> High ceiling spaces, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you have hands in this battle form and can take and manipulate actions. And I can dismiss it whenever mm. I want. Okay. I gain the following statistics that doesn't include my deity just yet. Yeah. 25 AC plus my level. So my AC is bumped so up to 45. 45. Yeah. You are plus 7 to AC right now. Ignore any AC uh, armor check penalties and speed reduction. Plus uh -huh. 30 temp hit points. Uh-huh. Dark vision, which I already have. Uh-huh. And one or more attacks specific to my deity's battle form. Which deity are you going for? Serenray or Nocticular? Oh, the choices, the choices. That is the question here. Let me see. Oh, you know, you know what she's probably going to do? Mm-hmm. I think she's probably going to end as she started. Nocticular. That's fucking go. There is a flash of holy light as you cast a level 10 spell at last, becoming size huge, towering over everyone else. Ariado, how do you look right now? What is this? I think that she's kind of almost, but not quite, emulating Noxicula with, like, purple skin, a barbed tail, because yes, that is included in mm -hmm. Noxicula's actions. <laughs> Instead of, like, her usual two-piece, she has, like, a nice, long, flowing dress. Mm -hmm. uh, her hair is still the same, just kind of done up in, uh, in a sort of regal bun. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that because I do have a fly speed here, she has demon wings. Oh yes you do, baby! You've got these massive fucking purple bat wings that just like Nocticula have like all sorts of intricate designs carved into them. And she also has succubus ones. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! Okay, Ariato! You stand towering over the others, and I think there's like one of your sisters looking up at you like, ah. Hmm. What do you do? You have still an action left, don't you? I do. It's only two actions. What do you do? Because you are now this massive fucking powerhouse. She's gonna do Noxicula's ranged action. Oh god, what is it? Magnanimous smile. Magnanimous smile? That's so fucking good! What? You just smile at her and it hurts? Yeah. Make me an attack roll? This is mental damage, I will say. That's fine. That is absolutely fine. Uh, your attack roll is plus 33. Holy fuck. 48. 48 is a hit! Okay, cool. How much damage is that? That is 66 plus 3 mental damage. Holy fuck, that is a lot of damage. Roll it for me. That is 29 damage. 29 mental damage. That's really fucking good. Okay. From a single attack from across the room? Yeah, that's good. That's, that is your turn, right? That is her turn. So your sister next to you is going to take an action to move on the other side of Volio instead. <laughs> so she is going to den on the other side. She kind of whispers in your ear, Volio, and says, Why don't I take care of you? Well, she's not looking. <laughs> um, and she's going to make an attack roll against you. Uh, so you're flat-footed against this attack? 
but uh, that is going to be... <laughs> Maybe it won't hit anyway. Uh, that is a turdy tree against you. No. No. <laughs> she, she just scratches your back feet like, Nyeh! She's like, ah. She tries again. <laughs> it's another turdy tree! Yikes, no. <laughs> she looks very embarrassed. Good, she should. Uh, the other two are just going to try cast spells on Ariatha. They're very afraid of you. Um, so both of them are going to start, like, bringing up more uh, Shadow Blast. Uh, Ariato, make me two reflex saves. That is a 48 and a 42, respectively. Uh, 48 is going to be a quick fucking success. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> the other one is going to be just a success. So you're going to take half of 5d8. That's a lot. <laughs> That's six damage, Ariato. Wow. As one of them, like... Blasts you with like a lightning bolt from her hands made of shadows. I mean, you don't care. You're just kind of flowing smart forward, grinning as these bat wings flap behind you. <laughs> um, Volio, it's your turn. Make me a will save. Let's see if you can bust out of this paralysis. 35. Volio, you break out of your stuff because you are quite, you're quite frustrated, but you're going. You have three actions, and there is one of these little motherfuckers right behind you. Well, he's gonna hit one of these little motherfuckers. I'm gonna go ahead and say for this fight, he's just not holding the, uh, the, the matic. Okay, you drop the matic and pull out your, uh, your big boy, uh, did you even actually get back the matic real fast? I think you may have left the matic outside the door, uh, into the museum. So I don't think you are wielding the matic, yeah. Oh, I think shit, you got okay. your. <laughs> You've got your hammer. Okay, I got a hammer, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna slam it into her. Uh, okay. Well, it doesn't like having people come on. Uh, it's a thirty-three. A thirty-three is gonna be a hit. Roll damage. Thirty-five plus two bleed plus four sonic damage. Okay, that's gonna be thirty-seven. Forty-one damage. Okay, very nice. Uh, you get her once across the face. You got two actions left. Uh, do it again. Okay, go it again. Thirty-six. Another hit. How much damage is that? So that's 32 plus 4, that's 36 plus 2, that's 38 damage. Alright, meaning that you've done a total of 80 damage so far in a round. You've got one action left. Are you going to go? Okay. Yep, 24. Well, that is going to be a crit fail. Yes, good. Fantastic. Remember, you can choose twice. So I'm going to call out two effects. Number one, electrical feedback. You electrocute yourself and do 2d6 damage. Uh, And number two... You teleport to a random spot in the room. I'll teleport. Okay, cool. Uh, roll me uh, 1d8 to de- choose the direction, and then 1d10 to see how far you teleport. Three and nine. Okay, so you're going to teleport. Oh my god, wait. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so you teleport directly across the room to be right next to, like, like <laughs> only five feet away from Mother Kindly. <laughs> okay. You just kind of vanish and reappear as the hammer comes up, and you're like, "What?" And there's another oh. night hag who had been spellcasting, and she turns around like, ah! "Hi." Uh, that is your turn, though. That the fucking odds of that. <laughs> Royari, it is your turn. Uh, Mother kindly uh, is not looking super hot. You've actually stunned her pretty badly. She seems to be surprised by everything that's going on. Oh, we'll say first off, see if you can stop being paralyzed. 35. Yep, that does it. Okay, Royari, you are no longer paralyzed. You're back in the game. Uh, you have Sick. three actions. What do you do? I'm going to use a precise strike and then a finisher. Okay. <gasps> okay. 
What is that? That's a nat 20. So a nat 20. Now here's the thing about Decoro's diamond. You don't need to roll randomly and see what effects you get and blah, blah, blah. Not with this. The Kordos Diamond is an axiomatic weapon, meaning that on a crit, you always get perfectly average damage. No low rolls, no high rolls, exactly the damage you need it to be. Meaning that you have gotten 80 damage. Okay. 80 damage plus um, six. Yeah, 80 damage plus six. That is 86 damage, no rolls needed. And she is stunned one as you roll painful poke. How do you get her? How does this look? I mean, I think that Rayari is... I mean, it's just slashing damage. I think Rayari is just, like, attacking. I, I, I'm i not imagining anything special right now. Okay, I think you get her real deep in the side, and she lets her... Ah! She is not looking well at all. She won't look well either after I use the perfect finisher. Um... <laughs> No! There's no way! There's no way! There's no fucking way you just got two nat 20s in a row! There's no fucking way you just got two nat 20s in a row! He's sapping all my luck. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I- what the hell? And is this a lethal finisher or what? Um, well I said perfect, but can I change it to lethal? No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I- I'm not giving you that much luck. That's fine. So that is going to be an additional- 80 plus 24. That's 104 damage. And on top of that, Nicked Artery, she is gushing blood. How do you do this? How does this look? She's not dead yet, but goddamn, she is in pain. Uh, I think Rayari just slashes the other, like, on the other side. the uh, on, on her other side. Like, oh. there's a gash in one side, there's a gash on the other now. Do you do a cool spin? I feel you do a cool spin. I th- Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, think, I think it's 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 like one of those like Sakuga moments in anime. Yeah, you slash one and then you spin around the other way and slash her in the other like you're chopping down a tree and she lets out a genuine scream of pain, stumbling backwards. She actually looks shocked by this. And you have one last action. I do not need to know about you. I do not need to know your name. I do not need to know your personality. All I need to know are your goddamn weaknesses. Holy shit. I'm rolling the bonus here. 43. That that works. That works. You've bun mowed her. Yeah. She stumbles a little bit. And she looks around wildly. Like she doesn't know. She, I think she's actually genuinely surprised by this. What I'm saying is she's in insane pain right now. And she looks around and she kind of like cracks a grin. And she says, Do you know... I actually think I underestimated you all. You may have a chance of saving the world. <laughs> but you won't take me with you. I'm a practical woman at heart, after all. And af- as you will come to know, money means everything to me. This isn't the last you'll see of me. I will hunt you down until the day that you all die. And you, my pretty, she points at you, Ariato, as she starts casting Dimension Door. You will come to regret what you've done by refusing me. So first off, Rare, you do get an attack of opportunity, just in case. 45. Uh, that does hit. Wait, no, it doesn't, lol. <laughs> Not so fast, young man. It doesn't hit. So she is going to be able to cast this. Oh, shit. She does have to make... Is she? She does have to make her will save. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's a treat. That's a treat. That's a treat. A tree plus 30. Oh my god. Her will save is plus 39. She rolled a tree. 39 plus 3 is 40, 41. 
Minus two, that's 39 again. Oh my fucking god. She doesn't pass a save. She raises her hand to cast Dimension Door, and blue lightning just kind of like crackles up her hand, and she goes, ah! and she stares down, and nothing happens. She wastes two actions. Oh my god. Oh my god, wait. She wastes two actions, but she's stunned. Oh my god. Oh my god. She doesn't do anything on her turn. Nice try, dear. Ariato Batty, it is your turn. Your mother, if you can even call her that, is staring down dumbly at her hands as she realizes she is trapped. What do you do as you stand above her in this deific form? Oh. Oh, she is going to use the barbed tail. Okay. Hey, Derry has a 50. That's a fucking hit. How much damage are you going to do? Um. Yeah, I think this is going to be piercing damage instead. It's a barbed tail. Okay. It is. So roll me that damage. That is 27 piercing damage. Ariatabati. How do you do this? She doesn't pierce the heart. She pierces the sternum. Oh. As she leans down to her level and says, You're mistaken. Just as you've always been. You, with your last breath, you're going to regret creating me. Mother kindly stares up at you, Ariatobati, her daughter, one of the most powerful hags in the inner sea. And the last thing she does is just grin. That's my girl. And then her eyes glass over, and she is dead on your tail. And you have killed your mom. I think she swiftly I think she swiftly retracts the tail. And her body just crumples to the floor. And that's just it. <laughs> okay. You got two actions, you're not gonna do anything? Oh. You have two three sisters left in the room, but they all look absolutely fucking shocked by this. Mother's gone, and they don't really have anything to benefit from being here anymore. Now I'm gonna give you three a choice. You can send this off to the others and send this to the one that's probably in Volio's maze. You can either hunt me... If you really cared for that woman that much. Or you can go as you please. Do what you want to do. Whatever that is. Commit evil? Hey, that's your choice. But someone is going to strike you down and hey, it might even be me. I think the three sisters glance at each other. Uh, completely caught off guard that their nigh-invincible mother is gone. Before the one close to the door says, Sisters... I feel perhaps the one lesson we should take from Mama is that business comes before all else. We can find a better deal elsewhere. Let's make haste. And with that, they just fucking dip. They are gone. <laughs> and you are all three just left in this room as you now stand over the corpse of Mother Kindly. 
Dice Will Roll will return after these messages. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Um, do you... Wow, you're big. Uh, do you want to take a little bit for yourself, Eriato? <sighs> just sit for the bot. Just, just a little. Um, her lancer. It's, it's safe, right? It, it wasn't harmed. Uh, I think so. Uh, no, yeah, Royari, it's by your feet. It, it's sideways, but it's, the light's still flickering. Royari sort of puts it upright and is like, it's all right. It just fell over, but it's. Uh, she quickly, I think, reverts from her avatar form, and very swiftly grabs the uh, the lantern and just holds it. Rory's going to cast Lay on Hands real quick on Volio while they're doing that. <laughs> Ariadne, you know that your father's soul in there. Um, you don't know how you'll what you're going to do with it, but it's in there. Though the body is long since gone. I think she just grips. I think she just grits her teeth and has a really tight hold on the lantern. Uh, I think she turns away from the group and walks over to the table, like on the furthest corner of the room, while also casting regenerate on herself. Because holy shit! Um, ow! <laughs> She's smart. She's smart. Yeah. Uh, with regenerate, Ariadne, you are going to be able to just take back um, a total of. Uh, 150 HP. Okay. Bringing you back up to max. Okay. And I think she puts her forehead on the lantern and goes, I don't know if you know me, but Raylan's told me a lot about you, Dad. I don't know if I can get you back, but I'll, I'll try. The lights flicker, but you don't get any more indication than that. You do know one thing, though. If anyone knows what to do with this, it's gonna be Braylon. Well, she's gonna be doing a lot of research for their friend, then. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do? Um, I think that... I think Rayori, uh, sort of steps towards Ariana once. Uh, she looks like she's not... over there doing something important. And there's... Dear, do you need healing? Do you, are you okay? Do you want to talk about Hi. this? Do you want me to move your mother's body? Uh, I don't give a shit where she lays. I could put it in the bag of weasels and get rid of it. Absolutely this. not. We are not bringing her body with us. Well, technically, it could turn into a weasel and we wouldn't be bringing shit. That is true. Do we really want to have a weasel that could be made of her body? Would that help you with closure? Turning your mom's dead body into a weasel? It'd be funny. Is that fucked up to say? Is you? Hell yes! I haven't gone to use this on this entire campaign, and he brings it out. Oh my god! Is it fuck? Is well, it fucked up? Yes, it's a little funny. Volio, you stuff, Ariadne. <laughs> hey, Derry. So how did you expect today's session to go? Volio, you stuff Ariadne's dead mom into your bag of weasels to turn it into a weasel, maybe. <laughs> how many tries does it take? Are you going? Is do you he, want? Do you want playing? a live weasel now? Is that? Do you want to have a live weasel to bring no. around this tower? We're not doing that now. Later. 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 Volio goes to try, and Rare is like, "No! If the weasel is alive, if the weasel comes out, then we have to take care of the weasel." Oh. And I am not doing that while we are on our way to go fight Darkmouth Everhunger. Fine. 
boy. None of you think practically. But from the fucking circus, <laughs> what kind of practicality do you expect from us? The cut. <laughs> Adventuring has done nothing for you. <laughs> Does everybody need healing? Well, it'll take a little bit, but I can. Oh, I took care of it. It's okay. <laughs> As- okay. Royari um, can see that she is actually completely fine. <laughs> you. Alright, hold on. <laughs> Royari comes over and fixes her hair. Uh, Your hair is not I, nice. Okay, might have. Regenerate can do lots of things, but regenerate does not come once hair. Listen, I just transformed into an avatar, okay? Of course it's gonna get messy. That was very sexy. Thank you. I thought it was, it was so awesome. Cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. My jaw drops to the floor. I hope she, I hope she found I hope she found it not insulting. I hope it was yes. good. Girl, Nocticula is the god most likely to fuck her clone. I think you're fine. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> god, it's so true. Um, but Rayari is like, well, um, it'll take a little bit for me to heal, but we should be able to keep going now. Um, Are we it's... ready? Yes. It's just Savo left, isn't it? I think so. I mean, there's probably, like, people on the way, but oh, of, yes, the, but... Leg- of the legitimate threats to us, I think it's just... I think it's just them. God, this is weird. <laughs> I'm doing this for so goddamn long. I'm ready to stop, ready? but it will be an adjustment. It's... Oh, it's just weird. Like, I do I? I don't enjoy having to constantly be fighting things, but it will be strange. How long has it been? Six months. I think so. Oh God. God, motherfucking damn. Um, that's crazy. Well, time to end it. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Do you keep moving? Oh yeah, support the mm-hmm. Blightburn. I just want one more question. How? <laughs> yeah, you all do have Blightburn, and that is going to be a hey, change. Hey, just, okay. hey, hey, Most hey. of you have Blightburn. Oh, mm-hmm. And it's going to be a problem for a while. But, eh. Uh, Blightburn will leave on its own within a few days, unless you have, like, removed disease. Oh, it's specifically removed disease. Nothing with medicine whatsoever? No, there's no way to do that with medicine. Okay. I have a wand of blight burn. I can make it worse. <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think we'll be fine. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> Would you like to keep going? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, do you guys want to make your way? Um, there's some stairs to the north. I know there's not on the map, I should say. Um, there's like a set of doors and uh, you know as you kind of open them you can see that there's stairs leading to the next floor do you guys want to make your way through mm-hmm. yeah sure okay well you make your way to the next floor and as you do you are surrounded by Zulgat holy fuck uh, like a lot of them like there's oh, well, about 16 or 17 Zulgat in here and as you open the door um, to this room which is it's, it's nice. It's this massive library, I will say. Um, I will say, very quickly, however, you notice that these Zulgat all have fetters. These are top mobs. Yeah. That doesn't stop them from immediately being on edge when they see you. And, <laughs> oh, 
they they hiss and like some of them like drop books dramatically in surprise. Oh. Um, and I know you I'm hear so like beautiful. you hear one of them in under common say, "Oh, great heavens!" <laughs> uh, oh, good heavens! But what I will say is, um, when you enter, suddenly you hear one being like, "No, everyone, calm down!" And you see a somewhat familiar face. Oh, is it that one? Uh, yeah, the Zulgat that uh, stands out is the one from the Scholar's Trials. Um, uh-huh. the Zulgat is, uh, it's, you believe their name was Takaset. And she raises her hand and says, Companions, these are the, the, these are the Circus of Wayward Wonders, yes. But I must confess, my allies and I, when we were sent to destroy the Scholar's Trials, they did not attack us. They merely slew the beast that we summoned to dispatch of them. And then another one puts a hand up, and it's the one from the Artificer's Trial. And uh, this one says, Yes, I agree. We must go- hold ourselves calm. I was about to be slain by these mutant troglodytes. But it was these tree who saved us. And I think the Zulgat calmed down. Meaning, fellows, this would have been a combat encounter. But the mercy that you have shown to the Zulgat Tatmas has earned you a right to talk to them. This is why being good in campaigns is sexy. Um, So, I think Tassaket and um, Shanchek are the two who stand forward. Uh, The others, there's like, again, like 17. Um... Tessa Kett says, So you made it in one piece. I trust that the... The advice I gave you for the Scholar's Trial was indeed useful. It was? Mm-hmm. Thank you again. Shanshek folds his arms and says, So you're here to stop everything, are you? Yep. Yes. There's a moment of quiet, I think, as they turn and look at each other, and they turn back to the others who got... And Tasket nods and says, Then where does that leave us? What are we to do now? Escape and get the fuck out, probably. And go back to the Underdark? Go back to living in darkness? Do you want to stay on the surface? There's a moment where they all kind of glance at each other, and Shanshek nods. I'll be exactly honest here. We'd love to have the Aeonimals back. I understand why. They do belong to us, and they were stolen from us. This is factual. It's true, yes. Um, but all that accounted for? Taking them. I hate to be that guy, because I don't agree that doing exactly the same things that someone did to you is just as bad. Um, because that's, that's dumb and that's bullshit. I get it. I understand. They, they not but, a little bit. <laughs> yes. Just like you guys did not do anything to warrant your Aeonstones being taken, neither did the people up here, unfortunately. Nobody who lives here even really knows. Nobody everybody at who, all. Everybody who lives here is under the impression that Aridon, the person who stole them, made them. And should they not be punished for that? For not knowing? Another Zulga at in like the back. Yes, they should be. 
to be ignorant of such a heinous crime? And the other's kind of like, yes. A crime that he hid on purpose. He didn't... Even the people that worshipped him were unaware. I know people who just have no clue. It's not because they don't want to. As soon as I found out, I was unhappy, of course. I'm trying to do everything that I can. There's just no way to find out on the surface. The only person who could and should be punished is Eladin, and he's dead already. There's no one. There's, it's not easy to hear, but there's no one that you can blame this on. And so we should just be punished regardless? Sent home empty-handed, told, Well, it's a pity that that whole crusade thing didn't work out the way you hoped. But perhaps someday another maniacal monster will come around and he'll be more amenable to taking them by force. Shanchek kind of folds his arms. No, I'm well, not saying that. I'm not telling you, you even have to leave. You could stay up here if you want, I don't think anyone really cares. Aridin's not using this place. He's dead. Is it not kind of sick to live in the place that he... that he lived? Steal his home the way that he stole yours? It's very nice here, very beautiful. Kind of a utopia here. And I'm not... and I'm not gonna stay here. I live in the circus! I refuse to stay in one place. Also, like... I... Fuck... Fuck Aridin. Take his... take this place. This, he's not even being used for anything. We're not gonna stay here. We're not gonna protect him for shit. Make me a diplomacy check. <laughs> and I think all of you can roll to aid this. Yeah. Extremely funny that you only have a plus there too. That you have a plus zero. Yeah. He has no diplomacy oh, skills. God. All of it is an intimidation line. <gasps> that's a 40... 44. That's a 44. Okay. That's gonna... You're all, your diplomacy all works. And I think Tassiket looks at Shanchek. And there's this, I think, realization that goes over them. If ever hunger were gone, there would be no one stopping us from living here in this literal paradise. We could take care of this place. We could learn from his many millennia. If that's not direct reparations, I don't know what is. Yeah. Shanchek kind of folds his arms as You make a good point, circus boy. <laughs> I like your funny words, clown man. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you've convinced us, but you haven't convinced our leader. What if we kill him? Oh my god. What? God, don't do that. No, wrong leader. No, wrong, wrong leader. leader. Oh my god. No. Oh, you didn't mean Oh, wrong God, Savile is our leader. Oh um, my goodness. I think all of them are like laughing a little bit at that. Um, one of them spits out his Savel kidnapped us essentially he told us that he'd give us glory and then he used us as intellectual servants that's fucked um, it is fucked I think uh, Takaset stands forward and she nods and says hear me Kirostrek is on the top of the tower she was is currently aiding Everhunger in finishing his ritual. But, and she kind of closes her eyes, and you see, like, from behind her eyelids, there's, like, a purple glow, and all of, all the Zulgat's feathers in this room kind of fluff up for a second and then go down. We've collectively informed her that you're here and you have a deal to make. She will not oh. aid Everhunger in the final battle. Oh, okay. Cool. 
You can just do that? Uh, Shanchek nods as, you can't? Psychic, baby! He raises oh, a hand fuck. and he raises a hand and hovers something off a table. Hey, that's kind of sick as hell, actually. Oh man, all I can do is really tell fortunes. That's divination, honey. This is actual psionic ability. Yeah, I know. I want to do that. <laughs> Unfortunately, perhaps you should have just been born a uh, Totma. <laughs> Tess, Tess oh, stands for and says, "There is one final floor to this tower. The next one above us." It is here that Everhunger's most foul allies hide. Zulgat, demons, etc. Beyond them, there is a, a bat. The cleansing pool. Heal yourself there. Everhunger refuses to do so himself, but we believe it will give you an edge in this final encounter. It'll truly grant you Arden's last powers. And then from there, Kirastrek will speak to you. And it'll only be you and... Savel ever. Once he's gone, his forces will disperse, and you will leave us the Vale of Arden as our new home. Yes, all yours. <laughs> all of it. Shanshek nods as, that's poetic justice. Wait, Volio leans over to Rayari and he's like, do you think I have to give back the Philosopher's Stone? <laughs> Why would you have to do that? Because it, it belongs here, I think it will, well, technically no, because you stole it, but still it was here. <clears throat> so do you, do, do you think they'll notice? And if they notice, do you think they will come hunt us down and kill us if they notice? Shanshek raises the hands. I can't hear your thoughts. No, we don't care. Oh, fuck. Psionic, <laughs> okay, baby. That's, yes, you did say that. I forgot. Cool. Glad we're cool. Takaset nods and says, Good luck, adventurous. The final fight is just on your doorstep if you're willing to wield a sword against it. Alright. Well, um... Thank you for not attempting to kill us. Pleasure doing business with you. We will handle it from here. Okay. What do you guys do? Um, I think they're gonna... Yeah. Okay. Do you guys uh, leave them and start making your way upstairs? Yep. Yeah. Okay. You push past the Zulgath in this massive library and wind your way up to the third and final floor before you make it to the apex. And I think you all feel it before you get there. As you walk onto the next floor, there's... I don't even know if this music fits. Oh, this will work. It is crowded in here. As you walk up. And immediately there are even more eyes on you here than there were anywhere else. Zulgat. Lots of them. But not just Zulgat. These are Zulgat that some of you actually kind of recognize. Some of them at least. Ones from Willowside. The ones that you tricked into retreating here. And then ones that came here with Everhunger into this place in the first place. There's demons. You see Babao, the blood demons that you encountered in uh, beneath Moonstone Temple. You see more Vavakias, there's winged Triceratops Centaur T-Rex things. 
You see Marilith, the swarming serpents. You see Vermlex, those weird worms that come out of their host mouths, embedded into the chests of dead Zulgat. Bile bearers, skulkers, demon callers, spine snappers, skirmishers, herd tenders, stone leeches, rough riders, hard scales. They all watch, curiously. Alongside these demons and monstrosities, these, the real soldiers of hell. But none of them step forward. What do you all do as you stand out and stare at them? So on the other side of this giant hallway is the stairway up. Which to you assume is the cleansing pools before you make your way to the final encounter. They're just standing? Yeah, none of them are attacking. They're all looking at you. Like, they're not approaching, but they are all just looking. Good God, paint a picture. <laughs> well, actually, I want you to make me a perception check. All of them. Okay. Thirty-five. Thirty-two. Thirty-seven. Yeah. You guys can all tell. They're not going to attack you. Because they're afraid of you. They know what you've done. They've heard the legends. The Circus of Wayward Wonders. They took out Kavnakash when they were still barely able to wield a sword. Kavnakash? That Kavnakash? But he was one of Zul- Everhunger's strongest warriors. Yes, a race like it was not a Circus of Wayward Wonders. Yes, yes, I've heard. Weren't they the ones who aided in taking out the siege in Willowside single-handedly? Yes, I heard they broke into the siege tower, went to the top, and slew their leaders. They, within a space of a few weeks, they took out all of the Saka's forces in the Swordlands. All of them. Barely a single survivor. They dispelled of demons in Aberton before they were able and before their adventure even began. Do you recall the succubus that they had there? It was these who slew her. As they all whisper, you guys are free to just walk past them. They know they're not going to be the ones to stop you. If Kavnakash could not, if Tasaka could not, if the siege of Willowside could not, then how could they? What do you guys do? I guess we walk through. Walk past. Towards the pool. Yeah. We're not going to join them. (laughs) You walk, your boots echoing across the marble floor as you walk up. You make your way up the stairs, and there are a pair of double doors leading into the cleansing pool, and presumably into the landing below the summit. Turn and look back and see all these foes that you have defeated. All here united by Everhunger, and fully aware that whatever happens next either solidifies the Zulgat victory, or crumbles it. Do you guys do anything, or do you just walk right through? Walk past, I think. There's literally okay. nothing that they can do, and I think it's a little fucked up if we just killed them all, so... <laughs> Yeah. As you walk, I think uh, your shadow steps away from you, Ar- Royari, and Ar- um, Pieretta kind of comes out and says, I've slain a lot of demons in my time, companions. I've never seen this happen before. Neither have we. Neither? 
<laughs> you truly are something special, aren't you? Mm, the circus does that to you. I should have joined a circus. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. We can have a ghost of this. Don't tempt me. I'm an old woman. Oh, but can't I? <laughs> and so... It's doing my job for me, Volio. And so you step true to double doors. And you find yourselves in the last room for the final boss of Extinction Curse. <laughs> oh, God. So let me describe this to you all. This sparse chamber is startlingly different from the rest of the Verdant Beacon. The walls, floors, and the sunken pool in the center of the room are carved of plain white marble, while the water filling the pool, to its very brim, is perfectly still and crystal clear. The ceiling overhead is a thick layer of translucent stone that refracts and reflects light from the level above into sparkling rainbows that shift and dance as something moves on the other side of the stone. There are faint carvings along the walls show Arden in the pool in various poses, stepping into it, bending with hands cupped before him, then standing straight with a faint halo around him. You are directly beneath the Verdant Beacon's ritual chamber. And here you can see that light and movement as the extinction curse is being cast. Royer, you can tell that the stone that this place is made of, it is the same as the Cortos Diamond. It is Trongvas. Oh god. The same extremely rare and extremely durable material that was made to build the Imperial Palace of Ancient Aslant. Um, Ariado, you can feel an insanely powerful divine aura coming off this pool. And then someone steps out. She is a Zulgat. Um, she has pink feathers, uh, but not pink like bright. It's more... Um, I guess the best way of putting it is the same kind of pink as a Turkish Delight. Mm. Like a um, soft, rosy pink? Yes, very much so. She has glasses, um, which is an interesting sight to see on a Zulgat. And she does wear armor. Um, and a cloak that kind of shimmers behind her, almost like it is... Um, it almost looks like uh, the, the fins of a sea snail. She steps forward and kind of bows to you all a little bit. She looks up and says, Greetings. My name is Kirostrek. I am the commander of the Tartmars. I was their guide back home. And it is my fault that we got involved in this mess in the first place. It is my fault that we aided Savel Everhunkered, and for that I extend my apology. No bad blood. That is more than I expected of you. I mean, yes, it sucks that you did this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it was fucked up, and fuck you for doing that, but still. No, fuck your dead god for forcing us to live with mutants. Exactly, fuck him, I hate that guy. We all do. But we want to fix that. Um, we told your team? I am fully aware of what you told my team already. I've already spoken to them. 
Right. You're mm. telekinetic, yes. Telepathic. Banned telekinetic, oh. but it was telepathy that I used to speak to them, yes. Oh, so true, so true. Mm-hmm. Um, Ever hunger so does... then you know. Yes. I find your bargain acceptable. She kind of, like, paces a little bit and, like, looks at the pool. I've always been a believer in escaping the Underdark. I knew that we were not like the Lesser Zulgat, the Troglodytes. I gathered the few that I could find and brought them together. We were starting a new clutch with one another. (laughs) Most of our kin sphere the spirit of the past and look only to the present and future, but when I dug up what I could find about Aradin, I had hoped that perhaps one day we would be able to reclaim the Aeon Orbs. But as much as I could gather people who were willing to help, none of us had the might to do anything about it. There weren't enough of us that truly believed that we could have the Empire of the Zulgat rise from the ashes of your world. So I sought allies. And that search brought me to the attention of a high priest of Zevgavizel. A lesser Zulgat, but one infused with fiendish might and the blessings of a demon lord. And I told him I told him everything. Everything I learned about Aradin. I told him that there was a way to make him whole again. But that was never his intention. When he heard that there was a way to wipe out those who had wronged us, that was all he ever cared for. A grim sacrifice to his gluttonous lord. Soon our plans were no longer ours, and he took everything. And now he stands above, preparing to doom your island for no gain other than the glee of a demon. The same rotten creatures that struck down the Empire. I just wanted you to know exactly how it all happened. Thank you. You are still willing to give us this veil. To give us a second chance, despite the fact that all this time it was our plan to harm you. Will you now? I don't know. Maybe someday. But not today. But I think we've all had enough violence. I think we've all seen enough people die. We've seen enough people hurt and... Enough people... Well... Death would have been kinder. We can't go back to where we came from. Not again. And while we can't have our empire back, we can at least have our paradise back. You deserve as much. I don't, I don't think anybody deserves to have no home. Perhaps. Bathe yourselves in this pool. In doing so, you will be given one last cleansing ritual, which will make you more able to stop what he's doing, interfere with his plans, become truly attuned with the reflections within you all. Once you have sat in here for long enough, that light inside of you will permanently be yours, even once you give it up. I'm sorry, what? If you want to keep the powers of Aradin, bathe yourself in the pool. That's what this thing's purpose is. So, 
Well, I don't know about you people, but I enjoy having powers. <laughs> she kind of looks at you a little bit, Paul. says, It isn't the power of a god. And there are many who would go on countless crusades and bloody conquests to get what you have. It's true, but that doesn't mean I'd like to keep it. <laughs> if they want it so bad, they can come get it themselves. I'm staying out here. Such is your choice. It is not my business what any of you take. But I am going to leave now. Our plan to retake our home may be foiled. But perhaps it's foiled for the better. Perhaps we'll find a new oasis here. Thank you. And with that, Kirastrek nods. She slowly walks out, that iridescent cloak fl like flapping after her. And she leaves. Leaving you all here, standing outside the uh, cleansing pool. Neither of you have to do that. Or this. I mean, stop. <laughs> stop the, the bad guys we do but neither of you have to get into the pool I think Bully kind of sits down in front of it kind of like crisscross just kind of looking into it um and he says you two can if you'd like I my decision should not affect yours well well I'm going in take your beauty best um, oh Thank you, dear. I guess you'll just have to make up for my lack of power afterwards. Lolio, you hold a giant fucking matter. I do. Regardless of whether you hold the power of a god or not, you kind of do on your own. <laughs> Don't forget, Odd Body! Odd Body pokes his head out of the bag. Shoves him back in. Oh, Odd, oh! Bod Odd Body, are you. <laughs> Odd Body gets in the pool. By himself. What would happen if Oddbody got in the pool? Not Oddbody gains the powers of Aaron. Oddbody pokes his head out from inside the pool and says, Oddbody would die. Is it because it's like lawful energy? It's super lawful. Oh, I would die. Oh god. Disgusting. We we truly cannot let you be anywhere near lawful things. <laughs> Don't let me in. <laughs> we won't. Actually, kind of. He, I think he actually kind of takes Oddbody out and like holds him in his arms like a cat. Purr, purr, Don't do that. He's soft purring. <laughs> Ariana, what are you gonna do? I think she's just staring at the pool and goes, So, we just. All the powers that we got from the Aeon Stones, that's all that's being taken, right? Or is it everything else? Mm, well, I mean, like any power, anything that we have done on our own is our own. The only things that we have gotten from those Aeon Orbs would the power to heal, things like the water controlling. I think that's that this pool is just to keep those. Everything else is already ours. Nothing can take that away from us. I like being able to heal as fast <laughs> as physically possible, and I like that these orbs have given me that power, but I've never felt insecure about that. It could help you in the future. These gifts You're powerful are immensely useful. Bolio just doesn't want them, and that's fine. What about you? I think the goddesses I serve and the powers that they've bestowed on me are enough. 
Suit yourselves! And Ariana gets in the pool. Volio holds out a hand for Ariana to take so he can sit, or so she can sit next to him. He takes the hand. Uh-oh. Okay. Rory, you bow into the pool. And you are baptized and sealed. The blessings of Arden shall not leave you. They will no longer be your... They will no longer be his blessings at that point, though. They'll be your own. You will forever stay this saintly figure. But Volionariato... Once you've given it up, you won't need that. You don't need Aridin's blessing. You don't need your own blessing. I think Folio looks happy. <sighs> Rare, you stand up. And even mm-hmm. as you leave the pool, you don't actually feel any water on you. You're still perfectly dry. But Royarian, or Volio and Ariato can tell that you are something more than just a man or woman or non-binary person. Now all that remains is a stairway up to the ritual chamber where you can all finally stop the extinction curse. What do you guys do? You look quite refreshed. He gets up. How do you feel? Dry! Which is fascinating. Oh, so you must moisturize. <laughs> Not that dry. <laughs> um, I don't feel very different at all, but I think that's fine. Aridin might have put those orbs there, but it's not like he was the one that got to choose that I did this. Mm. Is it? Let me raise my HP very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can all heal up to full HP as well, for you all. <laughs> and with your spirit. Um. What do you guys do? Are we ready? Yeah. Let's get this over with. Up says. Mm, best friends saving the world together looks like it's a long stairway up but it's one that you'll climb together and so you all make your way to the ritual chamber and prepare to take on Sarvel Everhunger and save the Isle of Corpus This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Abigator, Glitch HD, Jay Snooks, Zenith Drums, Josh Heatcote, Torbjorn, Introduction, Sophia Varlera, G. Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Kiki, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklow, Dolore, Kira, Lichelope, Gizmo, Talison, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Black Dragon Gaming, Ava, Rem T. Bright, Lonesome Chunk, 
Steph, Emmeline, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Sky Evangeline, Triceratops, Great Kitsune, Jolene, Anna Maria, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Emlyn Laderna, John the Bookholder, SS66Seeker, Lynx, and Dame Valerie the Third. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us to keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash dicewillroll. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.